This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Oak Road Hatter podcast. It's game week 46 that we speak about today. The season has flown by. It's another playoff campaign that we've got to look forward to. But, oh my God, what a season it's been. Um, it's become a thing of the last well, last season, Jamie, that you know, it actually helps us out at Oak Road Hatter when we've got a playoff campaign to talk about. It means that we don't <laughs> go off early for our, our summer holidays, as it were, but you know what? It is all worth it. Definitely. Uh, it's been an unbelievable campaign. And, you know, obviously, no doubt later we'll talk about the whole game. And it's a nothing game, but it's a nothing game in terms of us for the playoffs rather than it be a sort of a game just to end the season mid table. So it's it's a nothing game for good reason. Um, so, no, overall, a, a, a great season. And it's sort of weird to be relatively completely unbothered about the, the last few sort of games results, really. It's um, a weird but nice a weird but nice place to be in. Especially when you look back to last season, going into that, that final day, um, nails bitten off completely going mm. into that, that Reading game. Of course, Harry Cornick eased off his, um with, with that freak goal, but... Ultimately, there was so much riding on that. Um, still a few, t- I think it was at least two teams that could have got there. Um, yeah, Millwall, yeah. I think, were one of them. Um, yeah, so it was a lot going in, a lot of pressure going into that last game. And um, yeah, at least we can relax going into this whole game somewhat. We're going to be speaking about the Middlesbrough win as we weren't here last week, but also the Blackburn draw and, of course, previewing Hull as we head into the playoff campaign. Of course, third position has been secured now. So that means we will be playing sixth. Those playoff dates are Saturday the 13th. There's our away tie. And then the Tuesday the 16th at home. So um, get those dates in the diary if they're not already. I'm sure they 
are first of all, Jamie, we beat mid just about beat Middlesbrough. Um we knew they were going to be a tough test. Um, they made a few changes to their starting eleven that Middlesbrough fans online were quick to um, remind us when we were celebrating our victory. But ultimately, they are a very good side that play very good football and were quite unfortunate to lose that game. Yeah, on the whole, um, it, it was a game that was really impossible to predict in terms of how strong both teams go and how the game would play out. Because, yeah, obviously they made five changes and we only made, made one, I believe. But still in the game, the players, some players might not be fully at it because they know that they've got a playoff to look forward to and, God forbid, they don't want to go in for a stupid tackle and break their leg, as an example. So it's always on the minds of some players. So it was always going to be a tough game to, to, to predict and to watch. It turns out to be a, a decent watch from the second half. Um but I think ultimately at this stage of the season, it's it's a results game, right? And if if we, if that was the playoff semi final or final, yeah, they're probably saying that they that they were unlucky to lose. But but we won, and at, at, at the end of the day, it's it's the wins that matter, right? Um, and and that that got went some way to securing third place for us. That means we get a Saturday five thirty away and a, and a Tuesday night at home. So. It's um yeah yeah I think overall I'm I'm sure we'll go into the game in a bit more in a bit more detail soon but yeah overall it, it, it was great three points and it proved that we really can beat sort of one of well probably the, who would be the, the 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 most feared side in the playoffs I think other than us I think that they'll be that they'll be the side that all neutrals will probably pinpoint as as the favourites to go up yeah all walls. You know, it wasn't the best 90 minutes from us, which is, again, a positive sign. A lot of Middlesbrough fans online took that as being, OK, we'll smash them in the in the playoff final then. But uh, as we know, that wasn't our best 90 minutes. And the, the fact that we still managed to, to grind out and still play some very good football at times, um, it has to be said. But yeah, there were a few sort of defensive mistakes, uh, lapses of concentration. But ultimately, if that was Wembley, we would have gone up 2-1. Victors. Yep. So, um, yeah, it was difficult to watch, as you said, at, at times. But, but yeah, I think our quality in the end shone through. We'll go on to the Blackburn draw. Of course, that was just a very, very swift recap on the, the Blurry game. Um, <laughs> a lot of a lot of narratives, a lot of things to discuss about this Blackburn game. Um, also, careful not tops, not tops at the bar fans. They build with the, uh, the yeah, yeah, a, a wise idea. It. I've been told to keep it swift from um, a few opposing opposing heads. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's that out of the way. Um, but yeah, it, going into Blackburn, they came out with a lot of energy, I think. Um, but then we took control once the game sort of settled down a bit. We, we grew into the rhythm. Um, we pressed well. We, we won things. We sort of turned the game on its head as such. But what do you think that comes down to? Do you think... That's good game management on our behalf. Do you think they they were always going to come out the blocks given what they needed to do uh, coming into that game and, of course, final day as well? Or, yeah, where do you sort of place that um, sort of reasoning of why the game played out like it did in the first half? I think for me, the first 15, 20 minutes was obvious. I think in terms of before the game, you knew that they would have the better of it because they were a side that had to win. The game, the game dynamics suggested that 
it was theirs to win rather than ours to win. Um, so they had to come out and try and get an early goal and bounce off the atmosphere. Um, like we know from a, a, lot, a lot of low stadiums, a lot, a lot, a lot of those atmospheres that if if sides aren't one up inside 15, 20 minutes, then it, it can tend to to sort of die down a little bit. And for from us, it was just important to almost use it as a playoff game. Right, I think if if it was a case where that was Blackburn away in the first leg of of the semi final, we, we know that the home side in the first leg are going to go out and try and almost blitz you in the first sort of first half of the half or the, or the first half in, in total. So it was important to, to show that, that we can stand up to that. And whoever we go away to in the playoffs, in the semi-final, the first half is going to be difficult. I think no matter who we play, they're going to, going to come at you for the first, certainly the first half hour. So we can, we can stand up to, up to that test. And yeah, I think that, that they, they had a few good chances, but we restricted them to, not a lot. Probably the the, the pickering chance was the wild sort of like deep inhale the breath really in terms of that that, that was close. But other than that, we didn't really. I, I didn't really think that they threatened too much. I mean, I'm looking at sort of the first half xG and it's got like 0.86 for them, which okay is 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 okay, but it's nothing special, right? So for for, for you to say that they they had they had all, all of the first half, which yeah they probably did, but they didn't really threaten. So. I think on the whole for the game, I think it was a perfect away semi-final performance for 85 minutes. Then we make five changes to save legs, to save players, and and then they they go on to equalise. Um, so no, overall, I was pretty pleased with the game and the performance. I don't know if I'd get slaughtered for this, but when that that when that goal went in, when we. Uh, I know there's a lot to talk about within the game, but but when that equaliser was scored, it was the biggest case of sort of meh that I've ever thought. Yeah. Of course, it's not yeah. good to concede a goal and, and there'll be questions about how it was conceded. But given the fact that we made all those changes, um, the responsibility of, of who's picking up who flips naturally because players who were initially marking certain players have gone off causes great confusion and, and sort of in a playoff game we're not going to make those kind of changes that those unless they're enforced of course but to me I've never I've never conceded going for usually my, my heart is racing I'm thinking who's at fault for that who who wasn't doing their mm. job but I wasn't I wasn't any any sort of piece of mad at all no I was Probably the most unasked I've been at a goal for certainly certainly this season, if not longer than that. It's um, and it's a weird place to be in, but it's a nice place to be on. I think, yeah, we could sit here and be like, well, someone lost his man, or I think it was Pelly didn't didn't jump high enough to win it, and you think, yeah, but as you say, I mean, what what was our back five at the end? It was a back three of Potts, Bradley, Lockyer, wing backs of what was it? Fred Wright and Bell left, which is like four moves away from our strongest back five, you would say. Yeah. So the fact that you're five minutes to, to, to go away at Blackburn with four four moves away from your strongest back five, and then you can see from a corner, and then they have a very good strike from outside the box, rattled off the crossbar, which makes it seem a bit more like we're holding on than we actually were. I think other than that, they didn't, again, they didn't really threaten too much. Um, so yeah, it's just sort of. I think if you just step back and think about what led to that goal, I think you sort of 
just come to terms of in in a playoff game that doesn't happen and probably in the playoff game we probably go two nil up because either a Bradley chance goes in or you keep Morris on the pitch for a bit longer and he and he sort of benefits from from a ball forward that Eli couldn't quite grasp because he was up there on his own. So you sort of think really if, if that's the a playoff semi-final first leg in twelve days time or whatever it is, it'd be probably two up. So and yeah, there's a, a, a lot of it ifs and buts to that, but I think it's more just to sort of calm people down a little bit. Actually, it's, it's, it's not actually that deep in terms of them equalising. And, and if anything, it gives them something to play for going into the final day, which hopefully sees me, sees me will miss out as well, right? Yeah, I, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but but we've been speaking about who we would want. Um, and, and, and as part of Oak Road Hatter, I'm sure we put out a tweet about who people would want and Blackburn are a name that, that crop up and I think their showing against us sort of warrants the fact that most of our fans would want Blackburn to play. Of course, they do have individual quality, but so does every team in this sort of playoff mix. Mm. Um, it proved that we could go to, to this first leg that would be at Ewood Park and you know be more than a match to, to them and, and ensure that we go to Kenworth Road with a very, very good opportunity of going to Wembley. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think it's too much for them now. I mean, they've got two points and 11 goal difference off off, off Mill. So they're going to have to go to Mill and win and hope that Sunderland and West Brom both don't win, right? So it's it's, it's tough for them now. It's been very difficult to, for them to get in. But if they do go to Mill and win and they finish in sixth, then I will be more than comfortable with playing Blackburn. And again, you don't want to sort of saying if they can come back to bite you on the arse, right? But if you look at the others, you've got Coventry, probably aside from us, are one of the most informed teams in the league and are looking really good. They've got one of the best forwards in the league. You've got Millwall, who I think we're, we're a better sideline. So I think in terms of footballing terms, over three hours of football, I think we are a better side. But that's just going to be the, the most nervous three hours anyone could think of and regardless of whether you think we're a better side than them or not it's just going to be unbearable Sunderland a Sunderland to be a tough away 40,000 at, at Stadium of Light and again if that gets away from you at the Stadium of Light then it, it's a tough job to come back and same for West Brom so out, out of that suddenly you're thinking yeah well, Blackburn's going to be it right so I think it's it's sort of the the, the 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 better of five evils, so to speak, in terms of it's, it's it, out of those five options that they're probably the the one that anyone would would choose. Nature of the championship is that Blackburn will go and win five nil. We'll play them. Um, they'll do us up both legs, and um, we'll all be yeah. make it look silly. Yeah. No doubt, no Let's doubt. Hope that doesn't happen. But but just coming back to. Um, the first goal, Tom Lockyer scoring again. And we often talk as fans of the championship about manager of the month and the kind of curse that comes with it. It's anything but with Tom Lockyer since his team of the season nomination. He's gone scored twice, uh, something I didn't know he was capable of scoring in consecutive games. But he's, you know, this season, how fantastic, and how solid he has been. Uh, without really posing too much of a goal threat, and then team of the season comes, and he's he's two goals better off. Yeah, until the Borough game, he was probably the, the the best player at a set piece defensively, but the worst offensively in terms of he just couldn't quite 
convert, right? But no, he's suddenly two and two, and he's he's looking on fire. And I think uh, Edwards joked in a in a press conference somewhere that he's going to start putting him up top or something. But um, no, it's 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 more than what he's deserved this season. I think he's he's been fantastic away from the goal away from the goal department over the last sort of 40, 45 games. So he, he certainly deserves to, to to put his name in that for for, for, for two well-taken set-piece goals. And fantastic play from Morris to, to shift the ball yeah. up onto his left. Um, he's just so composed in possession, Morris. Never looks. Sometimes when a player's got back to goal, you you worry, you, you think if they're dispossessed here, then... You know we're we're at risk of being countered, but Morris, there's just something completely different. I know he's strong as anything. I know he's quick as anything. He can he can um, turn very quickly and he shift the ball onto his left foot very well. But it just looks so easy for him when he gets onto the left foot and, and puts the ball in, or sort of on the opposite flank when he does that step over and goes onto his left. Mm. It looks so easy, but yet it is always so so effective. Yeah, I think Ali Maxwell used the term, was it Ambi Beedle when he's not the top 20 pods in terms of just the way he is on his left and right and head. I think the Borough game, they put up the stat from his 19 goals. It was something like six with his left, seven with his right and six with his head. Um, and if, if you look at the stats of Holland, for example, I reckon the majority of them are going to be with, with his right foot and head. There's probably not, not too many left footed goals. And again, that, that could be wrong, but that, that's just my assumption of of, of Holland as a player. So, for Morris to be so to, to to be so even in terms of his sort of goal contributions, and now overall, I mean, that's twenty goals, seven assists, of which only one of those goals was from the spot, right? So that's that's nineteen sort of non penalty goals that he scored now. Um, as as a club this season, he's only scored fifty seven, and he's he's been almost. He's been involved with almost half of those in, in 27, so he's been a unreal sign-in. I think you could probably argue Tom Lockyer played a season, but I think for me, Morris gets it in terms of what what, what he's given us going forwards. 100%. And yeah, as we said, Morris has is, is just been absolutely sensational. Um, talk about signings of the season. Um, championship, probably even EFL wide he has to be up there in the conversation that's that's us taking off our Luton hats 100% um I, I guess uh yeah there'll be plenty of conversations about that um as we as we go into the off season but yeah that's definitely definitely the view from Luton um again just looking at that that Lockyer and Moy situation um heard the other day when when Lockyer was doing his his pre Blackburn press I didn't quite get why why this was happening, but Morris promised Lockyer that if Morris gets 20 goals, he will pay for Lockyer to go uh, out to Portugal, which yeah, I don't quite get why, why it was that way around. Um, so I think my understanding was that Lockyer pre-season joked to Morris saying like something like, oi lad, like this season you're going to get 20 goals. And I think Morris was like almost sort of brushed off as if it had no chance. Be like, Locks, if, if I get 20 goals, I'll pay for you to go to Portugal. I think that's the way, I think that that's the way it, it, it played out, I think. Um, but it seems like Carlton's denying it now, although I'm sure he's got enough money from his 20 goal bonuses in the contract to pay for, for, for a flight to Portugal for, for the lock here, sure. 
just flights. I think I think hearing Lockyer the way he is, I don't <laughs> think he's stopping at just flights. I think he wants to come in. <laughs> I think he wants uh, five star Hilton somewhere in Lisbon or whatever. <laughs> I think he'll go for a golfing holiday. I think he'll go down probably, to the Algarve and, and play yeah, a yeah. fair few rounds of golf and get his money's <laughs> worth. I think I think he'll he'll take it all. But then, yeah, of course, as we said, um, there was a lot of changes. Uh, the flow of the game was disrupted. Uh, Blackburn equalised. They had a good chance right at the end. But whilst that was, I, I don't even want to say concerning because I don't, I wasn't concerned by it. But whilst that's somewhat of a negative, the overarching positive from it all is that we've given good game time to, to lots of players over the last couple of games. Um you just think about how strong the bench has been, um, that the fact that Edwards has been able to use a lot of his bench. And this is this is a manager that hasn't really relied too much on his bench. And I know that's probably slightly harsh because people from the bench have made meaningful contributions, but he doesn't make too many in-game substitutions. He's not somebody that, that wants to make the most out of this five-substitution role. He... he quite clearly sticks with his uh, starting 11 in-game. If there is something that needs tweaking, then he'll do it. But he's not sort of gun-ho with his substitutions, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, I think that that was shown in, in his post-Borough Sky conference where he said that ultimately he wants to keep that, that sort of that rhythm going in the squad's but if he needs to change it, he'll use the five subs, and then that, I think that that's the benefit of, of 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 having the five subs rather than the three this season in terms of being able to go strong and not not make too many changes and go out there with the intent to win. But also, if you need to bring off a forward or bring off a midfielder because they've got a slight knock that you don't want to risk because of the playoffs, then he can do that. Um, which I think that's what he did re re really well at Blackburn. I mean, I think I tweeted it sort of. So it was almost going too smoothly in terms of being able to get to give Jordan Clark an hour, which again, probably if you if you asked us back in February or March before he got injured, we probably would have said he's he, he Clark was one of our best players right now in terms of technically on the ball. So the fact that we've missed him for so long and we now we now managed to get him back and get minutes in his legs ahead of the playoffs that was so, so important. Fred to come back and I, I know he's not going to be a starter, but. We've we've got two wing backs who have been outstanding for us in 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 Drame and and Doughty, and it's just good just to be able to if we need to just rest them. Um, like the amount of minutes that Doughty's put in this season, it's nice just to be able to bring him off, bring on Fred, put put minutes in in Fred's legs. So ultimately, if we do need to go out guns blazing in within the last half hour of a playoff game, we've got someone like Fred that can do that. Um, so that's again really important. Like then, like I said, I managed to save Doughty, save Nakamba. I think that's the first minutes Nakamba's not played since he's come in, right? And okay, it was a bit of an it was a bit of, of an unorthodox sort of five diamond one in terms of Pelly sitting Campbell and Berry as sort of the wide midfielders, and then Freeman as like the the ten behind Eli. But again, it it doesn't matter. It, just, it was all about getting the Campbell off the pitch, wrapping him in cotton wool. There's no need to play him for ten minutes. And could you imagine? Seeing someone going on a camera with with five to play and, that, and that's him him out of the playoffs that would be unthinkable and I think that would straight away would make me think now we're not going up. It's, uh, that, that, that's how big a player the camera's been for us. So to get him off was just so so important. And again, 
put the same what I've said about Nakamba on on the Carlton Morris. We we can't lose him. We we cannot lose the playoffs. So to 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 be able to get those through off in particular was was really important, and that's what Evers has, has done through his subs. That's sort of been that core, hasn't it? Those those two and and Adlock here in there. You just want to wrap yeah. Carlton Morris. There'd be riots, I think, if any of them got injured by a dodgy tackle against Hull. I'm sure of it. One thing I do want to ask about is, is Sonny Bradley. Because, um, of course, being a defender, um, we all know it's a difficult, difficult position to play away, where you become exposed if you make the, the odd mistake. But with Sonny Bradley, with his sort of recovery pace and, and what you've seen since he's come back, would you be worried going into the playoffs? If you know Osho and Burke haven't quite made it, um, if we ha- if we started that that first game, thirteenth of, of May, with Sonny Bradley in the starting lineup, would you be concerned? Concerned? No, I think concerns a bit a bit too strong. I think ultimately, if we go into a playoff semi final with a back three of Bell, Bradley, Lockyer, and everything else is our strongest. Then Sonny Bradley is not going to be the one player that loses us a tie. If if we, if we lose a tie, it's because we've not been as good as we can be all over the pitch. So concern is is completely the wrong word to use. I think obviously, would I rather have Osho or Burke start? Absolutely. If if anyone says that they'd rather have Bradley over Osho or Burke, I think I think they're just being stupid and they they're being a bit too nice. But concerned? Absolutely. No, I, I wouldn't be concerned. And obviously, he made he he made those two sort of mistakes against Blackburn in the first half. I thought the first was unlucky. I think the first one, he sort of goes to clear it and hit, hits hits him on, on his head. It's just a bit... I, yeah, obviously, obviously it is a mistake, but I don't think it's him not being good enough. It's just one of those things. Um, and then the, the other one that he was a mistake, he just, he just got to get rid. And I think a lot of that's game state. Barrel passed to him. Should, should better pass to him? Maybe not, but he's done it. He's, he's, he's then got to react and get rid rather than just sort of t- take a, a, a tough touch and, and then lose it. Um, but then everyone's sort of then owning in on those two mistakes and then, then there was two defensive actions within five minutes after that where he did two bits of fantastic defensive work which stopped him from, from getting in behind. Um So it's just, yeah, I think it's a, a lot, lot. I think a lot of it is sort of people on in on mistakes a bit um but if Sonny Bradley start because Osher and Burke aren't fit then so be it fully back I need to be able to be part of a of a team that gets us to to the, the final and, and hopefully that step further um but no yeah obviously I would love to have Osher and Burke back fit I think to have to have at least to have at least one of those back fit for the for for, the, for Monday against Hull would be great just to get some, some minutes in in their legs um which would yeah, it would definitely give us that little bit of an extra boost going into a week Saturday. And I'm pretty much adamant. I know the answer to this, but Dan Potts came back, and it's good to see Potsy back. He's had a, a, I think, a decent, a very, a very decent season. I think I'd say for for what our expectations were of him, um, occupied that left sided centre back role very well. I think, um, shown shown me more than what I thought he was capable of this season. But looking at that team going potentially into the playoffs, would there be a way, do you envisage him displacing Amari Bell at that left side of centre-back role? No, displaced, no. Obviously, it's great to see him back. Um, it's great to have an extra body there and uh, another another left-footed defender. 
because if, if Bell was to get injured, I wouldn't want to put Bradley there like like um, Edwards didn't away at Rotherham, right? You'd rather have Bradley in the middle of the three. So if Bell was to get fit, I would have Potts on the left of the three rather than Bradley on the left of the three. Um, so again, it's just another option. It's another sort of contingency plan, so to speak, if Bell was to get injured. I think Bell has been outstanding for us this season, especially the second half, that sort of left, left centre-back well. Um, so yeah, God forbid Bell doesn't get injured and I hope that he plays the next four games or, or certain maybe miss Monday, but is fit for the, for the playoffs, right? Because um, if, if, he, if he is fit, then again, it would be a big boost for us. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And going on to, um, I want to try and big it up a little bit more because, of course, it's still a championship game. It's still a lot to learn from it. It's still um, another chance to get down to Kenilworth Road. It's against Hull. Hull, who I personally think are going to be up there next year. I think they've shown very, very good signs under Liam Senior. They play a good brand of football. I think um, it'll be a good game. Um, but ultimately, it is that that kind of game where Luton know where they're going to finish. Hull know that, that they're safe, but they're not going to disrupt the uh, top six race. It's going to be, therefore, an interesting one to see how we react again to this kind of... Um, game where obviously not everything is on the line um, as you sort of mentioned before there'll be certain players that won't want to be risking themselves too much to, to miss out on, on this playoff campaign especially knowing our luck with injuries so of course that's a factor to, to be considered also to be considered the, the kind of team we actually do play do we go as strong as we have the last few weeks how do you see this one playing out, Jamie? Do you, do you expect Hull to, to come to Kenworth Road and, and go at us? Because, you know, as I said before, Liam Racine is a very, very good manager. He's somebody that next season will have high ambitions. Will he see this as an opportunity to, you know, get a head start in, in, towards next season and, and fully assessing the current squad he's got at the moment and, and seeing which ones will be fit to wear the shirt? Um, I mean, first and whole, like you say, I'm, I'm a big fan of of um, Liam Senior. I think before his his whole job, he, he's made a lot of sense on his on his appointments in terms of on TV, and he was someone that I I would have liked to have potentially got in as a coach at Luton. Um, so so to see him as as now a, a sort of number one at a Championship side is no no sort of shock. Um, I think next season probably a bit too soon to be up there and challenging, but there's certainly going to be a side that builds towards that, um, almost a bit like our 
our sort of COVID season where we sort of built towards like a sort of a top half, top 10 finish, sort of pre what we've done the last sort of 18 months. Um, so I think I think they will certainly be be a side that that are going to be dangerous um, next season. Uh, in terms of Monday, I think that they're going to see it as a bit as a bit bit of a free hit, right? They're going to see you know, as a chance to come away to a side finished in the championship and really stamp their authority in the game and take the game to us and almost give their fans a bit to sort of get excited about for, for next season. Because if, if they can come to us and and finish the season with a win at, at a side third in the league, then that's going to get their fans excited for next season. So I think that they're certainly going to gonna have no no pressure on them to come to, to come to us and win, but they would want to come to us and win just for next season. Um, but then in terms of us, I think, yeah, obviously we'd, we'd love to save players and we'd love to not lose players to injury, but I think it's, it's really important now that but the last two performances, like like we like we mentioned, they've they've been they've been good without being excellent. I think they, they've been they've been acceptable for, they've been acceptable performances given the circumstances. Um, whereas I think now final game at home to a, to a mid table team, it's I think it's super important to to take the game to them and and almost sort of treat it as a playoff second second leg at home in. Sort of because what's going to be fifteen days after after that game on Monday is going to be our our second leg at home. I think it's fifteen days. Was it's going to be eight days even eight eight days later after that Monday is going to be our playoff second leg at, at the Kenny. So it's really important to sort of treat it like that and show that we can take the game to any team and win. Not necessarily convincing, but just putting a performance that as a convincing performance, so we're going to say, yeah, we deserve to win that game. Um, so yeah, it's sort of again, it's finding that balance between resting players, giving players minutes, and ultimately, I think it's important that we come out of it with three points. Because if you look at Barber now, they've lost what three three games in a row is now two in a row they've lost. They certainly they certainly don't want to lose to Coventry on the last on, on the last game of the season because uh, the, the last thing they want to do is go into the playoffs with with, with, with three straight defeats. So it's important that. We we not only don't lose the game, but obviously we, we, we want to keep our, our what's it thirteen fourteen game unbeaten one intact. But I think it's important that we that we win it as well. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of um, a lot for Rob Edwards to think about, um, as we sort of said before. Um, there's a notion that you don't want any of that sort of core squad to to get an injury and risk missing the playoffs and. You know, we we has we have first hand experience last year of of missing key personnel and, and struggling for injuries right at the death and and thinking what could have been, um, but at the same time there's this element of momentum and as you said, performances haven't been spectacular but they've been positive still. Um, we've got good minutes into good players, so yeah, there's a lot for Rob Edwards to think about and. and I'll come to you in a minute, Jamie, for a little squad prediction, a little starting eleven prediction. I'll give yeah. you a bit of time because I can't just drop that on you unannounced. It's a, a little bit harsh, I have to say. But of course, it's um, as I said, it's, it's going to be an interesting game to see how we approach it, how Hull approach it, um, the, the kind of personnel involved, what the atmosphere is going to be like. It'll be very interesting to see how how we respond as fans to this kind of game. Um, but but ultimately, we'll, we'll be ending the season, the normal season, on a high because 
let's not forget how incredible of a campaign it's been. Um, losing Nathan Jones, hiring Rob Edwards and that that sort of expectation of, okay, let's just continue. Um, we, we accept a little drop-off in the league, but but we still want to be playing uh, competitive. He's completely exceeded expectations, both from a playing style perspective and from a points tally perspective. Um, and yeah, it'll just round it off. Um round it off somewhat because of course we've got the playoff campaigns to come but it will round it off if we can finish this 46 game season with a positive result and a positive display because I think that's what that's what the players and and the staff deserve this season Jamie I've waffled on for for a long time there to try and give you as much time as possible to to give me your start (laughs) for, for Monday yeah definitely yeah I will but just first I think on on that on that point that points, um, that points point that you've made. Um, I think we're sat on seventy nine points. I think it's so important to get to at least eighty. Right? I think we, we, to reach that eighty point mark would be uh, not only okay, it's it's already a great season, but it would be amazing to get to, to eighty plus points. If we can get to eighty two, fantastic. Um, but I think yeah, I think as you said, it's important just just to just to, to reach that milestone. Um, in terms of my squad, I'm going to go for Harry Austin goal. No, sorry, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I think it's it's going to be largely strong. I think Horvath will obviously start in goal. I think we'll stick with with the wing backs, Drama and Doughty. I think Bradley will start again, get more minutes, try and get some of that rust off him. Um, I think we're going to rest locks. I think I think hopefully one of Bur Osho will be fit, so we'll. Swap locks out for Burke or Washo because I think if if you start Burke or Washo, then then you've got to either lock locks middle and drop Bradley, or you drop locks and keep Bradley. So I think I think we'll save save locks legs, keep Bradley getting it in, into Bradley's legs, and start one of Burke or Washo and on that right of the three, and then keep Barrett on the left of the three. Other than that, I think it's probably going to be our strongest. Lineup, so yeah, Marv, Pelly, and Clark in midfield. I think again, more minutes for Clark, super important. Get that that of Pelly and Clark combo back together. I thought pre Clark's injury that that midfield three in the camera, Pelly and Clark was was amazing. So I think that's gonna be Edwards's probably his starting midfield going into the playoffs. So it'd be good just to give them three some time together, rather than not only minutes minutes separately but time together is going to be important so I think he'll, he'll do in the camera Penny and Clark and then Morris and Eli I think unless Morris or Eli is carrying a, like a, a niggle or a knock or unless Corley's back in contention I can't see I certainly can't see them starting Taylor over Morris and put Morris on the bench as an example I think either Morris is fit and starts and Eli's fit and starts or Morris is, isn't fit and then he's dropped completely, and you start a Taylor, or 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 you start calling to, to get to get minutes back. So I think, yeah, just to, I guess recap. So I think Horvath, Burke, or Shay, Bradley, Bell, Drammer, Doughty, Nakamba, Pelly, Clark, Morris, Adebayo is my team prediction for Monday. Yeah, it's hard to argue with too much of that, and and just on the exclusion of Lockyer. Do you reckon that then we'd put him on in after 60 minutes just to continue and get the minutes? Or do you think it's a case of just completely resting him? Of course, he's had to play a lot of football in the absence of Osho and Burke anyway. 
I think it depends on Osho and Burke. I think if Osho or Burke starts um, it's fine after an hour. I think you keep them going until they need to come off. I think you try and get as many minutes in their legs as, po- as possible. But Lux is there as a, okay, we want to push Burke or Washo, um, but don't push them too far where they re-injure themselves. So there is that sort of that backup plan. Um, but I think it's just important just to not start Lux and sort of just give them a bit of a rest. And I mean, we saw his massive shine on his, on his eyebrow. From from the Bower game that was still there for Blackburn, right? So hopefully you can you can put some storm on that, it will, it, and it will heal in time for for the playoffs. Let's hope so. And and finishing off today, Jamie, I'll come for a whole city score preview. I'm gonna go for two 0 Luton. Confident, I like it. Yeah. It wouldn't be the Oak Road Hat podcast if I said something a little bit more pessimistic. Um, I'm going to go one off. I'm going to go one off. We like that at the moment. We like scoring and conceding. So, yeah, I'll go for one all Positives again, but I also think that, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of rotation. Um, and I I am a big fan of Liam Rossini and, and what this whole City side are all about. So, that's my logic behind it. Let's hope it's all three points. But but regardless of if it's a point or three points, we'll we'll hit that eighty point barrier, which um yeah, as Jamie alluded to, would be an incredible achievement. Well, that is all for today. A big thank you to you, Jamie, for joining, and a big thank you to everyone else for listening. Of course, our next podcast will be after this this whole city game, and it will be purely about the playoffs. Um, ahead of, of what is going to be hectic, crazy, scary, any any word that you could possibly think of, you could probably add it there. Um, we look forward to it, but we also don't look forward to it. Um, yeah, that is the playoffs for you. Um, of course, we are on socials, so follow us on Twitter at Oak Road Hatter, on Facebook with Oak Road Hatter, and on Instagram with Oak Road Hatter Pod. And finally, on YouTube, we are over at Hatter. Until next week, it is goodbye from us. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.